Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. In this period uh, that we have to, to get into depth, but I want you to notice the things that are to come. Next week, we will deal with the things that deal with the second coming of the Lord to establish his reign upon earth for a thousand years for the white throne judgment and for the new heaven and the new earth. That will be the, the, the subject next week. We're going to try to get through, and I'll have to hurry to do it, all of the problems that this world faces. So the first series of seven were called the seals And in the seventh seal, when we looked at it, we discovered last week that it simply revealed seven more problems that the world is to suffer, and they are called the trumpets. Now things are picking up. We saw all kinds of devastation that began to happen to the world last week. Speed is picking up. Things are going to happen fast and furious now, and we begin in the eighth chapter of the book of Revelation at verse 7. So if you have your Bibles, turn to that spot. I hope there's a Bible. If you don't, there's a Bible there in the pew. The first angel sounded, and there followed him hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. We're talking about the aftermath of of nuclear war that this world is going to begin to see, Firestorms, if you have seen any of the movies dealing with the, the destruction that takes place with the, the hydrogen bombs and all the atomic uh, energy that will be unleashed by war from one nation to another, you can begin to understand that this is a reality. If you've seen any of those movies, I'm not going to try to describe this, but as a process of of Russia and the United States and China and the European nations and, and Israel and Arabia and all of the countries that are going to uh, go into the Third World War, we're going to have a destruction of this earth that will destroy one-third of the earth's surface will be consumed with fire, which I believe is a description of the firestorms that will be started by nuclear explosions. Okay, go on down to verse 8 and 9. And the second angel sounded as it were a great mountain burned with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood, and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. There will be a battle between the nations upon earth with their submarines and their battleships, with all of the nuclear powers that they have that will literally destroy one-third of all of the ships on all of the oceans and a third of all of the life that is in the sea will be, will be destroyed. This is just the beginning. We're going to see worse things in this. All right, in verse 10 and 11, the third trumpet. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star, a star from heaven burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. Let me stop there to say this. 
John is not intending to write all of this in such wild statements that we can't understand. But remember, he was writing at a time when there wasn't known anything about battleships and about helicopters, about ICBMs, and about all of the uh, tremendous warfare capabilities that we have today. How would John have described a, uh, a helicopter? How would he have described an ICBM coming and landing upon New York City, for example? That would have made sense to uh, uh, the people that he was talking to. How would you take a person from New Guinea who has never seen anything but a spear and would, would describe to him an automobile and he'd go back to his tribe and say, I saw an automobile. He couldn't say that, could he? What's an automobile? And he begins to say it has wheels, rubber tires, it has an engine, and none of these words mean anything. So remember, when we're talking, uh, reading here of John's description, he is trying to put it in terms that his readers of that day can comprehend. And it becomes very difficult. And some of these things we cannot even yet comprehend that he saw. But we're beginning to be more uh, understanding in these things because we now know what nuclear energy is. We now know about uh, uh, computers and all these other things that we've begun to talk about. So he sees things happening. A fire that is cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood, and the creatures there destroyed. And the third angel, a great star, probably an ICBM, comes overhead and finds its target, not only in the United States, but in Russia. And we noted last week that Russia will start this nuclear war. And what happens when there is the problem of explosions of nuclear power we have discovered by nothing more than uh, the, that we can understand than the uh, uh, Russian explosion, the Russian problem in their nuclear power electric plant in Russia that by the way affected us, I don't suppose you folk know this, but the, there was a tremendous uh, surge of checking to make sure that we didn't have fallout in West Virginia, but we did have fallout in West Virginia from that thing that happened in Russia. And our department where I work, uh, you can be sure that we were checking. And you know where we went to check? Milk. Because cows were going to eat the grass and contaminate the milk, and you're going to drink the milk, and that was a good source of checking. Our laboratories went helter-skelter with, with collecting samples and sending them in that they could be checked to see if there was fallout from Russia, from that one episode. There was. It was not enough to, to really have too much effect upon us. But we are talking about something that's going to happen now in which the fallout will be so great that not only will the cows eat contaminated grass, but the water you drink will be contaminated. And I drink. If we're here, are you going to be here? If 
if you don't want to have to worry about drinking contaminated water from nuclear fallout, you'd better accept the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's called wormwood, which is poison. All right, we've talked about the burning stars, probably ICBM nuclear warheads or some other such thing. And what happens? One-third of all the fresh water in the world is contaminated. We're just beginning to really get down to, to uh, the, the tremendous turmoil that's going to happen. All right, Revelation 12, or 8, uh, verse 12. And the fourth angel. And what happens here? A third part of the sun was smitten, a third part of the moon. And, and on it goes, a third part of it was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it. An aftermath of nuclear explosions again when it will, the, the sun will be partially blocked out and the moon blocked out, the stars blocked out by all of the nuclear problems that will happen as a result of it. We're going to see atmosphere full of nuclear dust clouds. And I will repeat again, if you are not a Christian, I strongly advise you to prepare yourself a fallout shelter and have it stopped because you're going to need it. I firmly believe, as I have already said, but I want to repeat again, that it's going to happen in the lives of most of us that are sitting here. And particularly those of you who are young, you can be sure, at least in my opinion, that you're going to be a part of this tremendous thing unless you're a Christian. So panic begins to set in. What's going to happen to this whole world? Look at the fifth trumpet. We're not going to read the entire 12 verses. But a fifth angel sounded. The star fell from heaven. And what did, uh, uh, what did he do? This star, uh, I'm sure that we can talk about, uh, and, and, well, we'll forget about the star, but talk about the angel. An angel from God comes down, and what does he do in second verse but open the bottomless pit and out of that pit comes a whole lot of problems. I think this is describing the fact that Satan is going to come forth with tremendous resources from the depths of hell. The demons are going to be released upon this earth and men are going to be so tormented by Satan and the demons himself in verse 5, they're going to try to kill themselves and they cannot, God will not allow them to die. We sometimes think that death is a terrible thing. But listen, in the day that I'm talking about, life is going to be the worst. Men will want to die and God will refuse to allow them to die. Men shall seek death in verse 6 and can't find it. I'm not so sure what all of this means, except I want to throw out two or three possibilities to you. All of this warfare with nuclear energy is going to devastate the animal kingdom, the insect kingdom, and man. And the horrible possibilities that have been portrayed in movies may be very close to being real. When animals will be so changed in their makeup that they become horrible uh, creatures that will come preying on man and man will prey on man insects will prey on man 
and they are described here as as locusts but whether or not it's the turning loose of the animal world upon man as a result of of all of the problems with with fallout that they will undergo I do not know but I can assure you of one thing there can be little worse except hell itself than the agony that's going to come upon man at this point in time when he will be grossly distorted and the things that happen as a result of uh, people undergoing uh, treatment for cancer will be nothing compared to the disfigurement that's going to take place in the bodies of people who are still alive at that time. You can be sure of it. And it certainly will look like Satan has come out of hell. He hadn't gone to hell yet. He will be turned loose upon this world in, in devastation. <coughs> Quickly go on to verse 13. The sixth angel sounded. If you will read 13 through 21, which we shall not do because of time, you will discover that it's talking about an army coming out of the Orient 200 million strong. This army is going toward Israel. We are beginning to build up toward the Battle of Armageddon. We're not quite there yet. China is right today capable of and say that they have an army of 200 million armed men. That's their army strength. They're headed toward Israel. They're going to engage in war with Russia, with the United States, with the European nations, and it will begin to take place around Israel. This war is going to last one year, one month, and one day. That's pretty specific. But that's what God says in this particular verse of Scripture. And as a result of this war, when nations go against nation, the casualties will be one-third of the world population. Verse 18. One-third of the world population. If you recall, last week, under the fourth seal, we discovered at that time one-fourth of the world population was killed. And now we're coming back with a third of those that are left. Now you take a fourth and a third, and others that have been killed during the, the, the massacre of Christian people that we talked about last week, we can soon begin to calculate that about one-half of the population of this world in less than three years has been wiped out. That's estimated to be about two billion people in less than three years. I gave you the reference to Isaiah 13, 12, and 13. When the Lord pointed out all the way back in Israel that there would be a day coming when man would be scarcer than the gold of Ophir. I don't know what Ophir is, but nevertheless, we get the point. He's going to make the heavens and the earth tremble. Shake out of their place. And men will be scarce. 
All right, the question is, going to this point, what does man now think? Is he ready to repent? Go down to verse 20 and 21 of ninth chapter, and you will see. And the rest of the men that were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not, notice that, repented not of their works, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented they of their murderers, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Men will not repent even now. So the seventh trumpet sounds. And we look under the seventh trumpet and there is another delay. There is another chance. There's another opportunity for mankind to believe, but mankind is not ready to believe. Revelation 14, 6, 10 is a good reference, and I gave you just a few words. When it's commanded to fear God and give him the glory, and if any man worship the beast, the same shall drink the wine of the wrath of God. I tell you that the scripture infers and makes very emphatic that if one rejects his son Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior you're going to reap the wrath of God you're going to do it the seventh trumpet reveals seven more judgments and we will hurry right on to them you've got to go over to the 16th chapter to get these we have to skip a lot in between. In the 16th chapter, we've got a whole new series. Things are speeding up, and I heard a voice out of the temple uh, saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast. Notice where the sores were on the men who have the mark of the beast, which we talked about last week, and upon those that worship his image. I am convinced in my own mind he is talking about cancer, particularly of the skin. For we are destroying the ozone layer that is around the earth, and even in just recent days, this last week, I read some articles dealing with a concern that scientists have that we are destroying this ozone layer, which I cannot begin to tell you all about it, that is allowing the harmful rays of the sun to come through, they are seeing a tremendous increase in skin cancer. People who want to lay out in the sun and get dark, that's fine. Uh, but I would caution those of you who like to have that dark tan that it's becoming very dangerous because of the increase in skin cancer. Go ahead and get your suntans if you want, but remember you now are taking a greater chance than years past because of the harmful rays of the sun are getting through the ozone layer and skin cancer is greatly increasing. I think we have reached a time by the atomic explosions that will be taking place that the ozone layer has been practically destroyed and the sun's harmful rays will be reaching through and destroying the very skin of man by the process. Verse 3, 
And the second angel poured out his vial upon the earth, and it became as blood of a dead man. And every living soul died in the sea. The sea will become absolute death. We talked earlier about a third of that which is in the sea dying. And now he describes everything in the ocean will die. Verse 4 through 7. And the third angel poured out his vial upon, now notice, the rivers and the fountains of water. They became blood. This is upon fresh water. We're going to see here that all fresh water on the earth turns to blood. It is, everything in it dies. The fish die. All the animals that have anything to do with water die. And people will, and animals will be rushing to streams and to various other places to get a drink and they will die as a result of it absolutely the waters of the earth will be turned to blood you talk about being thirsty there will be nothing upon earth to drink no water that one can can drink and be satisfied is it any wonder that the Lord commanded us in Isaiah and also in John chapter 7 that if we are thirsty come to him and he will give us something to drink Verse 8 through 9. The fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. Now notice here is a re-emphasis of what I just commented upon back there in verse 2. The sun is going to scorch men with fire, and men were scorched with great heat. And what did they do as a result? They blasphemed the name of God which has power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him the glory. Even now, man will not give God the glory. The sun rays will intensify, will intensify. Horrible heat waves, because of the result of the ozone layer being destroyed, will rush over this, this world, and then will be uh, burning up. I have been in a few places where it was hot, but there has been nothing in my experience that would be described as anything similar to what is referred to here down in verse 10 and 11 the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast and his kingdom was full of darkness and there and they gnawed their tongues with pain this appears to be a description of something that will take place simply against the throne of the the beast or the antichrist which by most People who are Bible scholars believe the throne of the world will be in Rome. This will be the seat of the throne. That's why I believe that the Catholic Church will probably be those that proclaim the Antichrist as, as king. I cannot prove that, but I lean toward that as opposed to Israel being the those who that to propose that everybody worship the, the beast. Verse 12 through 16. The sixth angel sounded or poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, but the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. I told you that there was 200 million army coming from the east. Notice here, that great river which is a historical place in the Bible, will be dry so that the 200 million army of 
of China and their allies can make their way toward Israel. This is the real preparation for Armageddon. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth of the whole world to gather them to battle of that great day of God Almighty. The nations of the earth are gathering together for battle. It will take place in a valley near a town called Megiddo in northern Israel. That is a literal place in history. It's on the map. It will take place, and this great battle of Armageddon will take place there. The nations of the earth are gathering together to fight each other. When we see the Lord next week return to establish his kingdom upon earth, we will see the battle of Armageddon because all of the nations that thought they were going to come together to battle each other, China and Europe and the United States, because Russia, I haven't mentioned this, but Russia's already been wiped out of the picture. Russia does not make it to the battle of Armageddon. They have been totally destroyed prior to this. We can't go back and pick that up. But European nations, America and China, and some others will be converging up on Israel to do battle. They think they're going to be battling each other, but suddenly Jesus Christ appears to establish his kingdom, and they unite themselves together and turn to battle Christ himself. And it's that is the battle of Armageddon. We'll talk about that a little more next week. The great world war of all the nations of the world will be centered in Israel and will be one nation against another and then they all will unite against Jesus Christ himself. But here they are preparing for battle. This is what was revealed in chapter and verses 12 through 16. In verses 17 through 21, then we see a problem of tremendous earthquakes. Particularly in verse 18, there were voices and thunders and lightnings and there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. We have experienced a few earthquakes in this world. This is a description of the fact that the Lord is going to bring earthquakes upon the earth. Particularly it will affect the cities. If you are a Christian, you won't have to worry about it. If you are not a Christian, I advise you to find you a place in the country. Get out of the city. The walls of New York and Paris and London, Tokyo, Hong Kong, and all of the other great cities of the world are going to come tumbling down because there will be earthquake around this world and every part of it that will shake the foundations of all the tremendous buildings and they will be in a pile of rubble. Even islands will be fled away in verse 20. And there fell upon men great hail out of heaven in verse 21. Every stone about the weight of a talent, that is a hundred pounds. Don't go out in the hailstorm. You're going to be under 100-pound hail. 
according to God's word. They will fall upon the earth. And I gave you verse 31 of Hebrews 10 to simply point out that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now we had to go through all of this to simply see what is going to take place upon this earth for a period of three and a half years. Next week, we will talk about the second coming. I think next week is perhaps the most important sermon of this series. To see the second advent of the Lord, to talk about the thousand year reign, and to talk about the millennium. We will do all of that, conclude this paper next week, and talk about the, the final battle that will take place with Satan, the new heaven and new earth, and then our, our eternity. You can say to me, that stuff doesn't make any sense. And maybe it doesn't. But that doesn't mean that it won't happen. People have been saying the Bible doesn't make any sense for a long, long time. But God deals with his people. He will deal with every person on this earth that has ever lived in one of two ways. One is he will deal with you through the blood of Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins and make you free of the penalty of sin or he will deal with you on the day of judgment which we'll talk about next week. One of the two. You cannot escape dealing with God. He has made a way of escape of all of the persecution that he's going to bring to this world. He's made a way to escape the final judgment. He did it by his own son, Jesus Christ, whom he sent to this world and who died on the cross and gave his own life simply because God loved us enough to want to save us. But you don't have to be saved. Nobody can make you. If you want to be saved, if you want to go to heaven, if you want to escape the tribulation of the earth that will, will come here in the future, there is a way. And that way is to simply entrust your life, your very person to Jesus Christ, and simply say to him, I want to escape. And I give you my life. If you don't want to do that, fine. If you die before the tribulation comes, your soul goes to hell and waits for the day of the final judgment when all those in hell will come and stand before the throne of God to hear the sentence pronounced, Depart from me, ye cursed. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, presumably all of you, or at least most of you have, we don't have to worry about all this stuff we've been preaching about. We're going to go on. And we're going to come back with the Lord. We're going to see that. We're coming back with the Lord. What will it be? 
Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.